Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. And uh, allowed back on camera, uh, despite strenuous objections to the contrary, our technical director, Elijah. Yep, back again. And uh, uh, Liz, unfortunately, out sick tonight. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't authorize that. No? <laughs> uh, no, no, but serves her. an unauthorized disease? Yeah, this was, this was I, I don't... I don't know how we work sick days around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I may need to investigate that, but I also should investigate whether or not uh, we pay. Anything. That's probably something you should think about. Yeah. Right. So before we really kind of impress, I find that before you put down any really stringent HR policies, mm-hmm. uh, you have to compensate your staff first. So um, that's that's not happening now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so we are doing. You know what? I'm just gonna call it now. There's just there's last there's last Jedi spoilers starting now. Yeah, starting right now. Starting I, right just mm. like I'm gonna try very hard to not do any spoilers, but I just I don't trust I don't, not for this movie. There's probably spoilers for the next uh, the next movie, right? Like episode nine. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is so far out. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be what uh, I also want to apologize to our uh, listeners in advance. Uh, somebody gave Dan a soundboard. Oh, and uh, he's he's very excited about it. So um, it's a trap. Yeah, I'm, there we go. I'm sorry in advance. Get used to it. It's a Star Wars soundboard. Join, so. please. All right, that's enough. And can we start by saying that this week epi- this week's episode should be a little smoother than last week's? Yes, we're sober. Yeah, we're, sober. <laughs> we're sober. We're sober. <laughs> we're drinking water. Uh, or sodas, you know, we're... Apologies. Sarah's, Sarah's never allowed back again. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was definitely Sarah. I, I said very clearly, though, it, it went badly. It was Sarah's fault. Yep. And in reviewing the episode, we decided we're gonna that was Sarah's fault. That yep. was... Mm-hmm. How dare she give us gifts? Libations, things. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get started. So yeah, so the Last Jedi is our big uh, main topic here. Uh, we're talking net neutrality for B roll, but first, let's get down to some this week and geek. Uh, I'll mix it up a little bit. All right, uh, we've got first uh, the deal officially went through. The deal that you heard about here first, well, kind of. Okay, the deal's deal's gone. Has been approved. It's gone through with them. They got to get permission. Yeah, uh, Senate apparently is interested. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and go out on a limb and suggest that, while not getting political, mm-hmm. uh, the current climate is probably favorable to large businesses. Probably. So uh, they'll probably be okay. Yeah. So without not trying to say. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, so Disney officially purchased 21st Century Fox, uh, or at least, I'm sorry, the majority of their entertainment offerings. Yeah. So that is going to include everything we would care about here at For Geek's Sake. <laughs> um, it will not include, yeah. for those of you curious, uh, Fox News. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sports, I think, uh, FSN one and two, they yeah. are going to acquire some of their sports programming, but not all of it. Okay. And then, uh, there was something else that they Fox don't... news. The one thing I would actually like Disney to purchase. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're not getting, uh, so we're, so now, and it was, what was really interesting here is after the deal went through is all of a sudden when everybody was like, Hey, there could be problems here. Maybe this won't be a good news. This won't be a good. Yeah, th- um, there, there's definitely some issues here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say, we called it. Yeah. You you heard it here first, maybe. Depending on where else you get your news. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where you got it. I like that. You probably should get your news elsewhere. Um, no, no, no. Let me say Let me amend that. You should definitely get your news elsewhere. Um, but the, the biggest concern here being that you, know, you now have one studio, one, one court, court company. Or one res- fewer studio yeah, to deal with. Right. And there's so... I mean, so much, just so much there. I mean, they've already got ABC, and now they've got Fox, mm-hmm. which you know they talked about. See, when I was growing up, we had the big three: ABC, CBS, and NBC. 
And then the big three turned into the big four when Fox really kind of came on the scene. Well, and it sounds like Fox is still going to own Fox, like the network. But Disney will have control of all of the content. But they're still going to, like, get ad revenue and stuff, I guess. Yeah. It's going to be like a joint project. The big four became now the big two. Pretty much. Uh, And that's three. It's still three. Yeah. Because they already own ABC. Because yeah, Universal owns yeah. NBC. Yep. Right. So um, I can count. Um, here's my question. Yeah. In the age of creator content on the scale that we see it now, mm-hmm. is, do you think this is as bad as they're afraid of? I think it's pretty bad for content creators just because it's one less place to shop. You know, when you write a script and you go, okay, this is my great movie that I'm going to put out. This is going to be my space opera. Yep. And you, you say, okay, I'm going to take it to Fox. I'm going to take it to Sony. I'm going to take it to Universal. I'm going to take it to Disney. And, you know, there's six major studios, and now there's five. And six wasn't a lot to begin with. But I, I mean, we do have uh, Netflix stepping right. up. And that's but, the thing, too. Like Netflix, but the other part of this Hulu. is they got, they got another third of Hulu. They already owned part of Hulu. Now they're getting now another they're third. Even more, yes. Right. Now they own over half. Yeah. So uh, they can pull the plug on that entirely, or they can just that's flip true. the switch on it and make that their new Disney content. That's true. And I don't I, – I guess – I mean, I, I, I agree. This isn't great news for content creators, mm-hmm. but I just – I guess – what I'm wondering about is, is it as bad as, as, as some of the doomsayers? I, I, it, it, I think it also depends on how they're going to structure it. I, I feel like it kind of is, especially for, like, your content creators. You know, I mean, you had these maybe Fox or some of these other companies that are starting to go down, right, mm-hmm. starting to lose revenue and, and struggle. Um, a big behemoth like Disney can buy them out and then sort of uh, put scaffolding under and prop up this, uh, this, this company and keep prices high, advertising high, you know, sure. what they're paying actors high. Like, you know, if Disney wants an actor, they can afford to pay them you know, a premium, whereas maybe Netflix or especially these independent companies, they can't afford the same amount of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, I mean, the sub- so the deal is still subject to uh, approval from a couple government entities. Again, I'm not. It's going through. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, this also does uh, pertain to our main topic because, of course, Fox originally owned the rights to Star Wars. Mm. Right. And Disney acquired those rights, but they didn't have the cinematic release rights to the original copies before they were remastered. Oh really? They just regained that with this. I did not know that. So yeah. they're getting the rema- the the non remastered original trilogy. Uh, they're getting Avatar. They're getting The Simpsons. They're getting Deadpool. They're getting the the X Men. Everything pop culture Fantastic right now. Four. Right. Everything. Everything we would possibly discuss on this show. Yeah. Is now owned by Disney. Which means that those Marvel properties are now part of the MCU. Right. And Bob Iger uh, mm-hmm. actually went out and said specifically. That that they were they were going to be doing that now he now what what do you think what's our best way to fold these Fox owned uh, previously owned characters into the MCU slowly I think is the big I mean that's the number one thing I would say is mm-hmm. we have no need to rush you can start to tease this a little bit mm-hmm. for Phase Four because uh, Phase Three for our listeners so Marvel Phase Three will wrap up after the second the, sorry Avengers Five basically because uh, Avengers Four here is Infinity War. No, that's three. I'm sorry. After Avengers, sorry. Thank you. After mm-hmm. Avengers four, Avengers three is Infinity War, and then the untitled movie mm-hmm. that will be the, the end Secret of Secret Wars, Secret Wars, or whatever they're gonna, <laughs> yeah, whatever happens yeah. to be. <laughs> but I, I think that while this may, and I think, I mean, I, I, 
I think you take your time, mm-hmm. but I also think that Disney has been planning this for quite a while. Oh, yeah. For them to have been as hush-hush as they are about movie titles. I mean, we knew every Marvel movie they were going to make through 2020 before we ever started making the show. You know, mm-hmm. we knew years ago, and now we don't even get the title of the last Avengers movie, mm-hmm. let alone what you know a lot of the stuff that's supposed to be slated for Phase 4. So I'm assuming they're already there, but the big piece here is to introduce it slowly. I think you have to let... The current iterations run their uh, of X Men in particular run its course. Um, I don't think that I don't. Which think- you could easily do and just say, okay, Phoenix, Dark Phoenix is going to end your your universe basically, right, you well, know, and that's an easy an easy switch to flip. Well, I think you could, but I mean, Sophie Turner as as Jean Grey, Sophie mm-hmm. Turner, of course, being Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. um, she's great. I don't think I don't, have, I don't have a problem with her as as the Phoenix, and I think there's a couple others there. The actors that they have cast and the universe that they have built mm-hmm. isn't bad. Right. It's just not meeting its potential at all. Well, so, they've been experimenting with Fox for a little while. We get right, you know yeah. with the X Men. That's how we got Deadpool. Right. That's why we're getting the New Mutants. You know, they're doing some interesting things. And I hope that they keep those creative people on and fold them into the MCU. Agreed. Along with these characters. Agreed. Well, and I think that they've got a. I think the, the other piece here is is the MCU needs to decide what is what is and what is not involved mm-hmm. because at some point, I mean, I get that I'm never going to see you know like uh, a sky out of out of Agents of Shield, uh, you know, fighting alongside the Hulk. Like, sure. okay, that's that's fine. But there needs to be a little more cross pollination between the network stuff and the um, uh, and the Netflix stuff, mm. however much longer that lasts, and the movie stuff. Like there, I would I'd like to see just a little more cross pollination here if you're going to do it. But you know? at this point, that would be so hard to do because yeah. are, uh, what points are you crossing and what points are you not? Because you've got you've got your ABC shows, you've got your Hulu shows, you've got your Netflix shows. They've there's TV empire is spread out over so many different networks and so many different properties. How do right. you fold all that together now? Actually, you know what I would, you know what I think is another possibility. I think if it were me, I might look at, no, I wouldn't. I was going to say, I might look at blowing <laughs> up the whole thing and starting from scratch, but I don't think I would. Oh, God, no. I think. That'd be, that'd be the worst idea. No, I, I mean, there, there's so many properties, right? Right, they can't just start mashing them together. That's not going to work out for them. I think you leave the X Men. I think you leave the X Men on their own for a while, and you figure out ways to organically introduce it. I think you've got to introduce mutants. I think we'll have a preview of this when the Guardians show up in the next Avengers. Yeah, you know when you really start mashing these universes, or or, you know they're bringing so much under the umbrella now they can start pushing them all together. Let's see how we'll see how it goes. Well, I think what's great here too is is something Marvel's already doing. Is they're already you're you're not going to see a whole lot of solo Marvel flicks. I think. Um, I think you're going to oh, see yeah. most of them are going to be like like Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. or like Captain America Winter Soldier. I mean, their biggest hits have been when they combined. Not you don't need to put the whole team in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Civil War was great and everything, but I mean, just for pure like the movie, I'll go back and watch again. I'll watch Thor Ragnarok again or Winter Soldier again before I watch Civil War. I mean, even Ant Man, the the nice little appearance by Falcon. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's all you need Exa- to make I mean. us feel like it's connected. That's what I mean, and that that's all I'm looking for when I talk, yeah. about, talk about cross pollination. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? A little bit, like have some, just a little bit of crossover here between them helps it feel more connected. You yeah. know, I mean, with, with all these actors, sort of contracts trickle up to you know that the one person at Disney who can who can make that call. Right, that's yeah, true. I can see that. That's true. Anyway, so yeah, so that's uh, that's what we got going on there. We'll watch and see what goes on. I'm 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 not I'm not overly concerned yet 
Disney has just done such a great job with what it's created. <laughs> if you worked at Fox, you'd be very concerned right now. If I worked uh, at Fox, know, I would be terrified. There's <laughs> a, an angle we didn't look at, you know, real quick, the, uh, the theme park angle. Oh, yeah. They own all these properties. I mean, not in the next couple of years, but I mean. Well, Universal has got a car. Oh. Yeah. 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 But Universal's contract, it's, Universal's contract has got to go in perpetuity. No, no. I, like, I, 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 I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm talking specifically about the Islands of Adventure theme park. Uh, for the as long as they update the rides on a on a on a whatever basis, all of the rides that they had were Sony and Fox owned. Yeah, properties and Universal because the Hulk is Universal. Hulk, Spider Man, Spider Man is Sony, and X Men are Fox. Those are their three properties over there. Huh. And that was all the stuff that Disney didn't own. And right now, the only thing they're going to have left is Hulk. Well, Hulk. Who's Hulk, who owns Hulk? Universal. They have the right, the. They have the movie well, they have rights. the rights to it. Yeah, the movie rights. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, they have the movie rights to the Hulk. That's why there's no uh, uh, no new Hulk uh, solo films. You had that one uh, that came out, out the same year as Iron Man, and that was a co-production with Marvel Studios and Universal. I didn't realize that Sony had Hulk. Universal has Hulk. Universal. I didn't realize Universal has Hulk. <laughs> yeah. That's why we don't get a Hulk standalone. Well, I don't. Well, we actually, well, also that, and because, it makes a lot of sense. And you put him in Thor Ragnarok, and you're just as good, right? Also, it'd be a <laughs> terrible movie. Thor, just, I mean, Hulk just doesn't do great as a solo flick. Yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, Shira Trolls and Boss Baby are coming to Netflix. Two of those I don't give a shit about. Yeah, uh, the one I want to focus on is Shira, Princess of Power, mm-hmm. coming to Netflix. And I'm so sorry that Liz isn't here to because I feel like she would probably celebrate this with me. Woman uh, power and all that stuff. I mean, it's yeah. it's interesting that they're doing Shira and not He Man. I actually here's the thing: Did you have you gone back and watched any of these? Yeah, they're terrible. They're, ter- they're worse than terrible. They're yeah. god awful. They're unwatchable. <laughs> they really, truly are just the worst. They're terrible, but like great terrible. Like they all take place in these worlds and these sort of uh, environments where there's like ten life forms yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nope we have a whole a whole universe and there's only like these 10 people that exist here i mean i i'm okay with them going back and doing she-ra as opposed to he-man first i well, think, they're doing a he-man movie yeah that's probably not a great idea um i mean he-man's premise is rough you know what i mean like there's he's a white guy until he uses the magic and he's magically becomes a brown guy he doesn't uh, become a brown guy. Just, he gets a tan. A muscle, a tan, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah. They only had like six shades back then. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but I think, but that was, that was the part that I need to go back and take a look at. But I'm okay with Shira being there. Um, so I, I, I oh, think yeah. it'll be, I think Shira had some interesting, because I watched both growing up. Yeah. And I, wa- and, and I think Shira actually is probably the easier one to start with. I mean, considering there's no, I mean, it sort of it sort of slides right into what would be that Wonder Woman slot currently. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and here and I guess I would also put this out too. Like, yeah, I'm I'm afraid I can't get upset that they did the girl for. I was like, we got a few like male superhero things running around. I think we can. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't say I was upset. I was just surprised. Yeah, well, and it does. It, it feels like well, and from a mar- okay. So from a marketing standpoint, which one gets you more? Which one puts? Which one makes you more money? The other two, Boss Baby. For sure. Oh no no! Forget about being trolled. Okay. I mean, Shira versus He Man. Oh oh oh! <sighs> That's a tough one. Exactly. They're, I mean, they're they're brother sister properties. I mean, yeah. they're very similar. They're almost the same damn thing. Right, right. I think, <laughs> but you jump Hercules and Tina. <laughs> but I think if you if you had to pick between the two at this point yeah. in 2017, going into 2018, I think Shira makes you more money. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 interested to see what they're going to do with the art style and all that kind of thing because. Yeah. 
Feel free to change it all. H- how yeah, retro? We, we don't have anything released yet on any of these. Right. And, and like uh, the last one that they did was uh, uh, that Netflix transferred to an, uh, a series like this was um, Voltron Home. Oh, that's your home did too. Yeah, the the alien. The, but I would actually look. I would actually look. But more, they completely changed the visual language of that from the movie to the TV show. Right. I would actually point you more. I think this will look more like a Voltron, though. I think Voltron's the better example here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and the Voltron. If you if you were any kind of a, a vague fan of Voltron, yeah. the new series on Netflix is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it pays homage in all the right ways and updates it in all the right ways, and it did. It did an updated version of the. It has a lot of that same visual aesthetics from the original Voltron, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but updated, you know, in, in, in a really smart way. And that's what I'm betting they'll do with Shira too, since they now have, since they don't have to hand draw everything, they can have more than three backgrounds. Because <laughs> both of those, both of those had the thing like yeah, exactly where they were speeding, where they would be speeding along in one of their little hover cars or whatever else, and the background you could tell recycled like a Bugs Bunny <laughs> cartoon, you know. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but for me, it's going to be another ten years before I could take He Man seriously. In all those memes on the internet form, you know, yeah, I could never see him without those, you know, visualizing in my head. Yeah. Have you ever gone back and watched the Dolph Lundgren movie? No. The Masters of the Universe. Yeah. No, I saw it. I saw it when I was a kid, and I will. I feel. I don't want to go back and watch He Man or She Ra the cartoon series. I sure as hell don't want to go watch Dolph Lundgren. It holds up surprisingly well. Does it really? Yeah. It's better than some of the movies we've reviewed. (laughs) (laughs) That's not saying much. But it's, it's right. saying that it's from like so, 1988. <laughs> Shira's coming to Netflix, though, folks, and Boss Baby and Trolls, if you care. Well, I don't know. I mean, real quick, we talked a lot about Shira. So, I mean, what about Boss Baby? That's that's a huge property right now. Yeah, it is. This all right, so Boss Baby and Trolls. While I, I mean, we occasionally pay with a very broad brush here for mm-hmm. geek's sake. Mm-hmm. I don't really put these two underneath it. This is this is crap. I know about. I don't know about because I'm a geek. I know about it because my kid watches it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't see how you. The, the the plot of Boss Baby is thin to begin with, <laughs> making a television series on it. And a sequel. And a, and a sequel? Yeah, they're working on Boss mm-hmm. Baby 2. Uh, they created a very cool universe, and it's very entertaining. Yeah, as long as so, you don't think about it at all. Yeah, right. I mean, they're marketing children, children at that point. Right. You know, whereas Shira can be a throwback, and almost all ages, Boss Baby is definitely... Right, yeah, hitting the little and ones. trolls. Trolls has uh, my kids have watched trolls approximately eight hundred and seventy times. <laughs> really, yeah. There's some plot holes. That's all I'm gonna say right now. Mm. Like if I was to, if I was to grade this one, uh, it's not getting in my top. It's not getting up. Well, the top. well let mm. us not go back to our childhood cartoons and talk about plot holes. You know, <laughs> tailspin. Right. Oh. <laughs> tailspin is perfect. <laughs> and don't you ever say anything about it. I'm gonna keep telling myself that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> don't worry about how physics work in Cape Suzette. <laughs> But I guess this is Disney. Or this is Netflix's uh, plan for uh, when they lose all their Disney content, and they've got to get there. They've got to yeah. get some other children's programming, so right. they turn to DreamWorks, they which ha- is not a bad place to turn. Listen, no. they, they have a lot of children's content, way way more than I ever realized. Like just watching yeah. now, my my six year old do the different shows. Like, have you seen what's the uh, Dino Trucks? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a whole show about dinosaurs that are like some sort of construction equipment. You know, <laughs> it's. Just a basic it, it, this? one of these cookie cutter shows, but it's right. like it's awesome. They have two seasons. And he watches the heck out of it. Children's yeah. animation and drugs. Just yeah. <laughs> what well, a combo! I just, love, I just I just love that at this point. It's just like I don't know what a kid's like. Trucks. What else? Dinosaurs. Yeah. Done. Done. Well, yeah. There's a, a Dino King. Yeah. It's, yep. it's literally Pokemon with like dinosaurs instead of Pokemon. We did uh, uh, same animation, same voices. Like it's the everything's exactly the same. They just change out the Pokemon for dinosaurs. That's great. We did Blaze and the Monster Machines, which is yeah, uh, yeah. which is like stereotypes and truck and, and monster truck form. 
Um, like, those are some those are some lazy stereotypes too. <laughs> but they but they teach like I had this this thing played in my car in the back like on the little ever the DVD for the kids in the back, uh-huh. and the damn thing played like I don't know like a thousand times. And so my kids, I'm sitting listening to my kids learn about hydraulics and centripetal force nice, and yeah. aerodynamics, and I'm like, the hell, man! Like you can't even pronounce those words. Except now he can. That's good. All right, enough about kids. Let's talk about dork shit. Uh, oh yeah, this so is very dorky. This is yeah. yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna redork here real quick. Push our glasses up. Uh, there is a new type of steel that kills bacteria with nano spikes. It's a trap. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, nano spikes. Damn it. So basically, what this thing does is. Um, it doesn't do what I what I hoped it did when I first read it. I was hoping that this mean that this meant that the bacteria were impaled upon these nano exactly, spikes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you like know, nano like, spikes are hunting these bacteria. Right, down. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or at least they were set up like traps, you know, like like in the walking dead when they put up the big spikes for the zombies to walk in. <laughs> and yet for some reason everyone doesn't do that because why the hell wouldn't you do that? But right. that's fine. Um the uh so but what it does basically is it doesn't give the it doesn't give the bacteria anywhere to land or do stuff. So um this is a great because the one of the big problems we're having right now is uh, antibacterial resist bacteria that are resistant to the uh, to antibacterial to the implants antibiotics yep. antibiotics Bacter- antibiotic resistant bacteria which is a which is a, a continuously exacerbated because people seem to think that antibacterial stuff is better than soap and water spoiler it's not <laughs> soap and water is better right. put down the damn well, there has been several laws passed, right? That's supposed to clean that up. Like there, you yeah. can't you can't put that stuff in soaps just across the way. You have to get special approval for it nowadays, right? I mean, and you're, I mean, I get your little hand sanitizer stuff, but your hand sanitizer stuff is not helping the way you think it is, and it's actually Creating. strengthening bacteria and making it more likely that sooner or later we're all going to die from super some super bug of some form, mm. unless of course uh, we coat ourselves in nano spiked. You mean unless our robot overlords are made of? That's true. Yes. That's that's true. <laughs> well, an article talks about that. Like if you like getting implants, like there's a big issue with infection right. at the implant site. Right. Uh, you know, having the implant surfaced or coated with this type of material would potentially prevent infection. And this is just a stainless steel that we're talking about here, which has already been approved to be used in all sorts of, uh, I mean, just all sorts of stuff for the uh, uh, food processing, surgical tools. There's mm-hmm. just tons of stuff that, that that's done there. And what's really cool, I thought the little bonus here, is they actually came up with the idea. They were originally trying to first find a way to help further rust-proof stainless steel because stainless steel is not as stainless as they claim. Mm. Um, and so the – the um, and, and they were they started looking to nature. These researchers were looking to nature for inspiration and trying to figure it out. Well, cicadias, which are those really, really, really loud bugs, mm-hmm. like the just worst. the loudest, like – it just—it's a bug scream yeah. that never ends. You, you local listeners, southeasterners, would know this. Oh yeah, those are the ones—not the crickets. The... <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna stab you! They're not that far off. They do that, but there's like thousands of them at a time. Yeah. Right. yeah. So anyway, so it turns out these things are coated with a something very similar to this, and that's how they resist infection. These little mm-hmm. cicadas, which is why nothing, nothing seems to make them mm-hmm. go away. Um, so that's uh, so. They looked at that and they said, "Oh, hey, what's up, nature? I like that idea. We're gonna do it with metal." And so, I'm still disappointed that we don't have impaled bacteria. But that's phase two, right? Yeah, for sure. I like it. Bacteria hunters is the best. I think it's good. Um, speaking of content creators, if I can jump, yeah. Here. So there's this guy, and uh, he goes by the name of Ronald D. Moore. Just this guy. This guy. <laughs> 
and uh, Ronald D. Moore uh, was responsible for a little show that uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of. It's mm-hmm. called Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've heard really? of it. If you haven't, by the way, uh, you should watch it. That's all. And Outlander, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Outlander, too. I understand Outlander's currently, like, <laughs> Other huge. Other stuff, don't yeah. worry about it. Outlander's huge. I just, you know the thing that's currently hugely popular? Yes. <laughs> so he's the guy responsible for both of those, and he's now working on a new space drama for Apple, to which I said, Apple's got what? Oh, yeah, I guess we got a new studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apple Ta-da! Studios. Fox is fine. Who cares? All right, we're good. Apple instantly is as large, so... Well, this is their third show, apparently, that they've ordered. Yeah. And it's to be titled Battlestar something? No. It's, it's going to be some sort of an, an intergalactic space race, like trying to get the Earth on that intergalactic scale, I think. Right. And which I think is an interesting place to base the show to get to this point where, I mean, we're in a little bit of a space race now. And oh, man, guys, seriously, mm-hmm. next week, if you care about space at all, mm-hmm. you want to tune in next week, we have got. Uh, just an insanely cool guest coming in next week, and I'm not. I'm actually not sure what I'm allowed to say about him, so I'm gonna have to leave it there. He, he does have some clearance. Yeah, he's yep. got some clearance. I mean, it's not like a, I'm no, nobody get excited here. We don't have yeah. like Elon's not stopping by or anything. <laughs> not yet. Um, not, not yet. yet. Uh, I haven't let him on yet. Um, but I was talking to somebody about the show recently and like describing what we do. And when I mentioned that we bring on guests, you know, he was like, "Oh, you should get that Elon Musk guy on." Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Oh my God! Why didn't anybody <laughs> think to do that? Our schedules just haven't lined up yet. Right. No, sorry. But no, he's. Uh, so we got. If you like space, we got next week. It's gonna be an amazingly cool episode. Anyway, but um, I like the I like the idea of setting this in the time after, like, basically after Elon's accomplished what Elon wants to mm-hmm. accomplish. You know what I mean? Like, we've gotten out off of Earth. We're now on Mars. We're now, you know, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. And now it's the big like, what happens after we develop? Some form of faster than light drive. Yeah. So this is Some like early Star Trek type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I would say First just, contact era. Right, exactly. Okay. Just, so we're in space, we're doing some stuff, but we haven't quite reached like other stars yet. I think that's a really interesting time period. I think yeah. that yeah. that would be a really interesting spot to set a show. Do you think it might get a little political? Given this guy's track record? <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you think he might have a few <laughs> things to say about the current state of affairs in this world? Maybe. Uh, based on his past? Based on his past, based on Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's a few, there's a few social commentary, some political, <laughs> yeah. some political views that might be. Uh, okay. Actually, I got to say this though, because for those of you who haven't watched Battlestar Galactica, the way they handled that, I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that the show does best, uh, and this military versus civilian, and what these and how these two factions have to interact mm-hmm. was a really was one of, I think one of the most brilliant parts mm-hmm. of the show. Um, and so, you know, Ronald D. Moore does amazing work. And I mean, I'm not paying for Amazon either, so I don't think I'm going to pay for Apple. But well, is this is there like a Netflix type of service they're looking at for this? I'm sure they're. I'm going, not in the know. So. The, uh, we we know they're, very they're little. In the early, they haven't announced. I, I don't okay. think yet exactly how it's going to work. I'm sure it's going to be on Apple TV and okay, like it. Yeah, okay, sort of thing. Just, right, just custom streaming right to this Apple is going to go. This okay. is Amazon. This is going to be like Amazon's uh, Amazon's video stuff. Yeah, uh, and sure. it'll probably just play to only Apple devices. Mm-hmm. Of course, yes. <laughs> when you pay whatever fee they're going to... Or, or through iTunes. If you've got yeah, iTunes on your yeah. PC, you could probably get it. I still have Apple. I have an Apple TV. I don't have any... I think it's the only Apple... One nine, one ninety nine an episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is you can't stop the signal. Uh, moving on. Oh, we, that's it. It's, it's oh, we got there quicker than main I thought. topic. Mm-hmm. All right. We made it through the whole This Week in Geek without any spoilers. Uh, yeah. Well... 
people feel bad for the people who stop listening. Look, <laughs> either the Star Wars is on or it's off. Right? That's like, true. Yeah. That's true. So uh, from this point forward, go ahead, do your thing. Uh, spoilers ahead. Spoilers. I think when we do a spoiler, I just figured you would oh. do some kind of sound. Do spoiler siren. Oh God, that is loud. You should, you should loud. turn that. You should turn that down a little. Yeah, that's go. both loud and obnoxious. <laughs> I want to apologize to our listeners for that. Sorry, that's the worst klaxon ever. Um, that's actually much less annoying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so spoilers for the Last Jedi. I've even seen Last Jedi. First of all, what the hell's wrong with you? Go see the Last Jedi. Right. Uh, second big, second biggest opening in movie history. Yeah. Right? Behind the Force Awakens. Force Awakens. So most of you have seen it. Um, right. Yeah. So we're going to do our categories to run through them real, real quick, just so we're on the same page. Uh, we're going to talk about originality, meaning is this doing something new or is it rehashing the same tired stuff we see all the time? Hmm. Story, talking about plot, pacing, uh, elements, pacing elements, that kind of thing. Characters, did they do something? Are the char- do the characters actually go through legitimate arcs? Mm-hmm. Or are they, again, lazy stereotypes that they just slap on there? Uh, technical, uh, this is when we get into music, uh, direction, cinematography, etc., etc., and overall enjoyment. So You know it's bad when Dan was holding his tongue while <laughs> just while you're giving just the just description. For the scale, yeah, just like, for the mm. scale. Okay. <laughs> So I, I can't wait to see what you guys have to say. <laughs> I want to. I want. I'm, I'm curious here. Before yeah. we get started, um, I want to address two pieces. First, I yeah. want to hear your initial thoughts, and then I want to discuss the the differences we're seeing between the critics and the fans. Yeah, and so if you, I mean, how like ignore our rating system for a second, just right. to keep it easy here. Yeah. On a you know one to five stars, how many stars? And we'll include halves to make it simple. Uh, where would you? <sighs> Because I feel like maybe you're a little lower. Than how, how many? No, I, I'm I'm pretty high on this movie. Okay, like I, I'm at least out of four out of five. Yeah, I think I'm about four and a half out of five. There's yeah, I have a few nitpicky details. No, I'm four and a half out of five. Okay, Easy. so we're about yeah. to say okay. So um, so why are we seeing this? I mean, speaking to that the uh, the difference, you know, mm-hmm. but between the critics and everyone seeing it, I think it comes down to expectations. You know, I was reading like one of these relationship uh, articles recently. You know, and they were talking about it's not. Uh, it's not the lying and the cheating, of course, it's all that. But it's, it's not all these things that happen slowly in a relationship that causes the damage or disappointment. It's the the, the expectations that were set weren't met. And, sure. I, and I really feel it because, honestly, if you look at this movie, last week we made predictions, right? All wrong. Mm-hmm. Every single prediction we made was wrong. Right? Uh, I think so. No. No, no, no. I was right about deaths. Were you? Yep. I we, said we said it. He could, but we really, really thought it would happen next one because no. I said forward. I said Luke dies this one, Leia dies last one. I that, that, that is correct. That one. That was the. I think the only thing I got. But right. we were pretty far off, and they really yeah. did. Uh, Rian Johnson made it a point to change a lot of stuff in this. So, Casually, especially the way Force Awakens ended. So I think a lot right. of people were coming to this with serious <laughs> expectations. <laughs> Through the damn lightsaber, it was great. Over his shoulder. <laughs> like, like here we go first thing let's do it oh my yeah. god Screw this thing <laughs> so i just think those expectations not that they weren't met but uh very different expectations and that's sort of throwing people aback i think once they so, watch it a second or third time at least a second time they're gonna they're gonna come around so i want to so i want to pause here and set the stage a little bit for this yeah. one so on rotten tomatoes currently it is a 93 as of the as of tuesday when we recorded 93 percent critic uh 93 fresh according to critics 55% audience reactions. Now, this is particularly important because of the way it skews. It is not even noteworthy 
for fans to love something that critics don't like. Mm-hmm. That's standard, especially when we're talking about a big blockbuster. Yeah. You, I mean, I would point you towards any of the things in the DCEU. Mm-hmm. And we start to... Happens all the time. Right. Especially because, you know, the fan, you know, the, your critics are watching movies for a living, and anytime you do anything for a living, it eventually starts to ruin it. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, they're, they, they want to see the latest, you know, like Sundance Festival, blah, 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 which is fine. That's not my bag, but it's fine, and that's great. But, you know, I enjoy pointless entertainment. So you're used to seeing it skew that way. To see it skew the other way, and to see it skew yeah. as far as it did... Suggests a couple possibilities. Yeah. And here's the couple possibilities that I want to get you guys' take on. Uh, the way I see it, the way I, as I've been, because I've also been researching and reading this, I found it really interesting. One, um, genuinely, like, it's, the, 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 the fans don't like it because they felt betrayed, which I think gets back to your expectations. Exactly, yes. Uh, two, uh, there is something nefarious at work, and you've seen people talking about, there's even seen at least one guy take credit for. Um, skewing the results, mm-hmm. and and we've seen that happen before, uh, and it wouldn't be hard to do if you yeah. build up the bot and you do. I mean, I know just enough about computers and hacking and all these things to know that it's how possible, many people actually but, submit, you know, their rating. Like, I think right. it'd be very easy to do that, right? Yeah. And and the fur- and the other piece of evidence that folks point to on this one uh, is the number one the the numbers. I mean, the the numbers are insane, and they grew over the weekend, which suggests word of mouth. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. a huge Friday and then a bigger Saturday and then a bigger Sunday. That's what it, you know. That's where that goes. And um, nobody goes. Oh, I'm this. I hear this movie's terrible. I've got to go see it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, do so. So there's so there's that piece to it. Uh, so that's and, and then there's other there's other re, there's other. And we're not going to get into all of this stuff, but there's other uh, uh, ways that they measure audience reaction to movies that mm-hmm. are more scientifically valid, and those tend to either shrink the gap or make the gap go away altogether. So there's some of that stuff too. So there's so it's either expectations, it's something nefarious afoot, um, or it's just uh, 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 it's not as good a movie. It's just not that good of a movie. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Not that good a movie. I, I think I think this is what I like to call the Sanjaya effect. I don't uh, know what Sanjaya is. Sanjaya was a contestant on American Idol, um, and he was absolutely horrible. And Howard Stern told all of his listeners to vote for him as many times mm-hmm. a week as they possibly could. And he stayed on to like the top three or the top five, something ridiculous, when he should have been out at like 12. Gotcha. Because they were skewing the numbers intentionally. So you're so, so, so you're leaning. I think it's the haters. So you think yeah. something more? I, would I will refer. I will refer to a broad umbrella. Something nefarious afoot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And our social media sort of Twitter sphere. You get that nowadays, where mm-hmm. you know that 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 group can come together and be much louder than everybody else and affect mm-hmm. these type of things. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I think it's. I actually think it's. I think it's a number one. I don't think it's a bad movie. Um, no, I don't think no. that's a piece. I don't think that. But I do think I think there's a bit of both here. I think part of it has to do with the expectations. I mean, look, if you spent the two years since Force Awakens obsessed over every minute detail of Ray's parentage, mm-hmm. of the look of Luke's lightsaber and the significance there, mm-hmm. of you know, I mean, all of those stuff. If all yeah. of the stuff that was built up there, if that was, if you, if, if that's what was a big deal to you. This was a terrible movie and a huge disappointment. <laughs> the worst kind. See, to me, those are things that we've talked about on this show. Yeah. We've obsessed over for hours and hours and hours. But at the end of the day, I don't want to go to a movie and be right. 
But, and agree. That's no, I, boring. Well, and I think for you, but I think for Surprise a lot of people, me. I think for a lot of people, though, that is a big deal. Not only that, this is the third trilogy, right? Yep. And so we've got like this is to me, it felt like the third part of a giant forty year three beat. <laughs> They, yeah. They've they've uh, trained us to expect these trilogies to work a certain way, and right. when when you invert that expectation, mm-hmm. yep, it's going to catch you off guard, and some yep. people are going to love it, and some people are going to hate it. Exactly, but yes. that's what they're doing here, and, and, this, and I think that's all Ryan Johnson. And this one didn't follow that normal arc, You're right. right? Like no. the normal trilogy arc, and it definitely this was not uh, Empire. No. Actually, but well, no, no. But I want to go. I want you want to mention right, that right. too, mm-hmm. because for Empire. Empire was initially uh, a really was was considered a disappointment by a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. We now look back on it as the best of the three. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of opinion. I prefer episode four, but episode three. But that's fine. Um, Ewoks. No episode three. I want sorry four. I'm sorry. I want episode four. I want mm-hmm. New Hope. All of Han Solo's best stuff is in, yeah. and that's where. Anyway, the point is uh, because it subverted a lot of those expectations, mm-hmm. and it was this one article that I read that I think really summed it up amazingly well. Uh, said that the best scene in the entire movie, and the entire damn movie, mm-hmm. was Luke pulling, was squeezing milk out of that weird teat off of that weird elephant yeah, thing. Getting the blue milk. Okay. Yeah. I disagree. That's definitely not well, the best scene. Well, but it was interesting. But, but yeah. why, though? Why, though, was because... And the thing that he was... The thing that the article went on to explain was that the... the um, the whole point of Star Wars, especially this original trilogy, mm-hmm. was that people had never seen anything like it. This did something just bananas mm-hmm. compared to everything else that they had seen. And to him, to this particular article, that scene where, where Luke pulls the milk out of this creature was just so bonkers and out there that it was the perfect encapsulation of, what, of, of why people get a great callback to the blue milk. Right, yeah, no, it wasn't the first one. Right, but it was the it was the weirdest callback. Well, yeah. It goes back to these semi graphic scenes that Luke's had in the past with like you know being inside of the the Tom, animals, Tom, yeah. and stuff, yeah. Tom, Tom, or kissing his sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, so um, uh, on order the scores. Are we, are, we think, are we ready for yeah. scores here? I mean, I've got a I've got a lot uh, to say. Yeah, we'll, 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 I'm we sure we'll talk going, about it as we go. Sure. Yeah. So um, oh, I'm sorry. One last tiny detail, just for our listeners, mm. just so you know. Uh, we had talked. I talked on the show. I think was it last week about updating the um, two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks ago about updating our scoring rubric. Um, that is still in process. We have not finished it yet. So we're going to finish up the year with this scale. Yes, and yeah. then we'll. But we reserve the right to make adjustments to some scores and some other stuff as we go. Uh, all in the interest of keeping it fair. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not trying to skew anything. We're just trying to make sure we have realistic stuff going down here and the but, academy will not be informed of any of these scores anyway <laughs> that's true i don't that's true. i don't i mean the golden globes sure so, yeah but not the oh, of course uh you're not getting your egot based off of this so here we go originality i i mean i'll start here yeah mofugger this is a 10 wow i mean you took a bunch of expectations that you had i mean it is how the do you do an original Star Wars in 2017 mm-hmm. between what is this? It was the eighth movie. I mean, at least three television series. Um, I mean, just expanded universe. I mean, just all of the stuff that was canon, the comic books, the board games. How do you do something that we haven't seen before? To which Ryan Johnson said, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, maybe I maybe you didn't love all of it. 
Right. Yeah. But let me tell you what. Don't tell me you've seen that shit before. True. It was new. I mean, especially how he mixed it up. I mean, I agree. I, I don't know if I can go with the 10 because there, there was still a lot of borrowing from the previous Star Wars, which is natural, right? Because there's so much there's so much to draw from, mm-hmm. you know, from like the 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 Padawan outgrowing the master and you know sure the the tie sort of the, the similarities between uh kylo ren and darth vader so originality i, I throw it a nine though I, I had an eight i would go up to a nine i'll you know what you, he, he makes a good point yeah. i mean i was a little but, high on the on what, so many of the crazy shit they did but you're right but I a lot of the things that they pull from are, are specifically star wars not like they're they're Matching other genres and other movies, right. like so, right. it's very original in and of itself. Right, but, if, I, but if, if we look at one of the things we've been talking about now is what does a ten look like? Mm-hmm. I don't think a ten can be a sequel. Yeah, I don't think a let true, alone. I don't think a pure ten could for a could be a sequel. So yeah. okay, I'm I'm very but I'm very comfortable with a nine there. But at, uh, the callback to the dice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Oh. There's there's a lot of scenes like that though. There's so but there's so many people that would consider themselves Star Wars fans. That say, yeah, I like those movies. That would have no idea what those dice are. I actually didn't catch the dice, and I don't. Where, where did the dice come from? Educate me. Um, those are the dice that were hanging in the first movie in the cockpit of the Falcon. Falcon. Oh, I had to go look it up too because I'm like, what's the? But they never appeared the again. And the the kind of legend has always been that those are the dice that he used to win the Falcon from Lando. Oh wow! And now that they made that such a, a, a plot point for this such a it's like a little mini MacGuffin in this movie right i, I think that's going to be what the han solo movie is all about we already know lando's in it right yeah we, you know yeah how he got the falcon and and you know the, his first adventures in it man they better make donald glover a huge part so originality i think we're at a nine here um mm-hmm. and is this going to be where this goes? No, I guess my okay. One of my big, big points we'll put under story. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So story, and this time we'll we'll do it right and just give numbers and not uh, numbers and explanations. That was my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you want to start us off here for a story? I've got an eight. You got an eight. Story. Uh, that's a tough one. I didn't I didn't pre-generate any numbers. So, uh, but let's go with oh, the story is good. The story is damn good. I'm going to have to do another nine. <laughs> I'm going nine on story as well. Here's where I thought that, I mean, the story flounders a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with the whole thing on the casino piece, the yeah. whole casino planet thing. But it's, it's essentially wasted. But, but no, no, no. Here's where I disagree. Mm-hmm. Would you want to go? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Here's where I disagree. One of the things that I loved the most about this movie, and mm-hmm. I loved a lot of damn things about this movie, it failed. The yeah. heroes failed. failed over and over and over again. They talk about past failures mm-hmm. on top right. of it, of the Jedi, of the heroes, of Luke. Right. And, and any other Star Wars movie, yeah. in any other movie, period, and in most video games, because this felt like a video game thing. You know what I mean? Because hmm. um, in the video games, like you're moving towards the main plot, and they're like, okay, now to get to this, now I know it's just like from here to here, but in order to get there, you have to go all the way over there and do this unimportant side quest in order to get the piece that you need. And in any other series, Benicio Del Toro gives them, is, there, is your Han Solo roguish type who gets mm-hmm. them through at the last minute. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they went through all of that mess to fail mm-hmm. made it redeemed redeemed it for me do you know that guy is he doesn't even have a name in the movie we were talking about this as oh, we were wow. as we were putting up the characters like he he's, he doesn't have a name in the movie he really? was in the credits he's listed as dj yeah you know what he's called dj for no don't join 
<laughs> the uh, alien language that's written on his hat, people have translated. It says, don't join. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I, okay, so that was it. So wh- wh- tell me about your eight. Um, the casino bit pulled it down a little bit for me. Um, and again, an eight is pretty good. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I have good. a hard time picking it apart, but there was it's the middle of a trilogy. So mm-hmm. by definition, we're going to be left with some, t- uh, some untied ends here, you know, some loose ends, uh, that you don't love going into a movie. You know what I mean? You, when you go into a movie, you want to see a bit, uh, uh, beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. And oh, but you can't do that. You here. can't do that in a trilogy. Right. Sure. Um, so just but, that basis alone knocks it down a peg to me. But they, they, they tied a lot of bows though. They do. They really do in this. They do. Almost, I almost feel like what's, what's going to happen in the next one? Like they, they resolved so much conflict and, you know, things have been left on the dark in the force awakens. I was like, what's, what's next? Like, what are they going to bring in the next trilogy? But I also wasn't thrilled with the way that they (laughs) sealed a lot of those things, you know? Well, and that comes back to expectations, you know, with some of that. Right. But, uh, just, you know, um, anything else? Like where are the Knights of Ren? They don't, they never, they never say the name of it in this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like they don't exist. Well, and, and I think that was probably that was the other thing that was, that that drops it to a nine for me. Yeah, was that you could you can tell that Ryan Johnson seemed to be annoyed with the Force Awakens, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was an interesting piece here because I think in a way, Force Awakens had to be what it was. Force Awakens had to be a retelling of of uh, of a New Hope. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there was no way to be able to do this the way that it needed to do without being heavily heavily. Uh, uh, you know, invested in what's come before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially since, you know, there's so much controversy around the episodes one through three. Mm-hmm. You had to kind of do that. Um, but Ryan Johnson was not interested in that. He was interested in telling his own story. And so anything that didn't work, it just, it reminded me of like, like when you're like, when like, like your big brother decides to pick up a story that you've started and Mm -hmm. he just gets rid of everything that he, that you said (laughs) that he doesn't like, you know, like lightsaber's gone and this is gone and ah, her parents are nobody. And uh, part of me feels like there was like a, a, you know, the, the Disney execs, the studios were like, Hey, listen, you know, here's classic, you know, Disney arc. Like you gotta, you gotta stay sort of in the middle, go down. Go way down, and then you got to bring it back at the end, right? It's like every Disney movie ever made, right? And I felt like for Rian Johnson, they were like, "Hey, listen, you know, just what we need you to accomplish for this movie is, you know, tie a couple of knots, but like bring it down, like end it low, right? Like <laughs> done, <laughs> done. <laughs> like everything else, like take some creative license, but end it, end it low." I here's uh, my big thing too is um, Haldo. Uh, Who, who's Haldo with the purple hair? Oh, 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 yeah. oh okay. She should not have been the one on that ship. No, that should have been Leia. Yeah. There's a way to edit that after the fact that makes that work and ties up that loose end so that you don't have to now deal with it in episode nine. Agreed. They, I mean, they could have just not had her force pull herself back into the ship. I mean, there's so many points they could have easily killed her off. Yeah. But I I think that just is going to show how important her character is going into the next the next movie well she how important her character was going to was be. going to be exactly right yeah right <laughs> because it was clearly set up for that 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 next episode being her and ray together you know but but man do they tease it enough times seriously yeah Ugh. like oh, is she gonna die is she gonna die nope she didn't. i like and i i i would have been i would have i would have preferred if she died when the when the bridge exploded yeah and and here's and and specifically because um 
it was so just I, I don't want to the word callous is the only thing that could come to mind. Like you expect for the death of Leia Solo, uh, Leia Organa, excuse me, Leia mm-hmm. Organa, the way that you know, just like we had a couple others, mm-hmm. like these big, huge moments, this big, huge whatever else. But one of the things that this movie I think did a real good job of is kind of reminding us that war, the war in Star Wars isn't good. No. War's not fun. No. Mm-hmm. And you die. People just die in war. And mm-hmm. so the thing getting blasted Rest out. Rest in peace, Akbar. Right, exactly. Like, boom, you're gone. That's yeah. it. There is no big, huge whatever. You were just a casualty. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. it's brutal and it's hard and it's hell. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they had done that, that would have how, how, I mean, had a huge impact. Would you know? that have had ramifications on Kylo, though, given that how that approach to that scene happens? Maybe. You know, not pulling the trigger and then everything happens. Does, does he? No, he doesn't pull the trigger. Yeah, the but does, does he know she's not dead? I don't know if I caught that. I don't think mm. so. No, I don't think she know, he knows. I don't think he knows. Unless he feels it in the Force. Right. Which is very possible. Yeah. Well, and that Considering was, she very strongly used the Force. Yeah. <laughs> so story-wise, do we, how do we feel about Ray's parents? Well, first, do you do, believe... Do we believe it? That's the question. I want it to be true. And I said this, I mean, I said this after The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I wanted Ray to not be related to any of them. Um, I love the idea that she was just somebody else. Just like the little boy at the end. It's someone else. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, right. a chance for a non-Skywalker. Right. Now. And I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with the idea that that's just him screwing with her right. and toying with her emotions. Which is which I think they could do in the next movie, and I wouldn't be upset about it. Right. This isn't Glenn under the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to quote that scene, that, right. that, that's that spot from Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. They've earned it, and if they want to bring, if they want to change it to the next movie, then that's fine. They can change it, but I would love for them to leave it. Yeah, where I it don't is. know. I kind of like it because really they're giving the force back, back to the people, back to to the universe. Like Luke sort of has that scene where he's talking to Ray about it. He talks about how the force is, you know, he gets kind of religious and talks about how it's part of you know all living things, right? And then whereas in previous, you know, never stuff, once mentioned uh, midichlorian count, which. I love metachlorines at all, yeah. right? Which is awesome, <laughs> right? <laughs> the yeah. mysticism of it is 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 much improved. Yeah, but they don't go back and start, you know, like previous Star Wars, where it's it's all the Skywalker lineage, you know, because everyone else has been killed off. They're like bringing it back to the people. Like there's there's right. other opportunity here for storytelling. And I think that's why he says laser sword. Yeah, you know, he says the Force isn't about this and that, and he says, "What do you expect me to do? Grab a laser sword, take on the entire Empire?" Blah 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 blah. Right. You know, and. Uh, that kind of takes it back to the original roots because in the original script they were called laser swords, and in the original version they were wizards. They were just space wizards. Yeah, you right. Know? And there weren't metachlorians and all this other crap that they added in the prequels. Ruin the franchise. Right? Well, and that's why I think, and that's why I think is really interesting. I think that's what Ryan Johnson does more than anything else. Is like you said. I mean, yeah. especially with Yoda coming back. And oh lightning. man! Oh, I love just Yoda. Throwing this. lightning on the tree. I was kind of sadly okay. saved the books. To be honest with you. Um, that we use. You're right. No, I love that they saved the books and that Yoda knew that they saved the books. Yeah, it, and it, it really like you have to go back and think he about was that. Giving the push that he needed, like he always has. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back. Okay, so story wise, yep. we're at two nines and an eight. Mm-hmm. You got to come up. Oh, so so let me bring him up. Let me bring him up. All right. So your issue with the um, what's that? Uh, the the gambling planet. Mm-hmm. What's it called? No. Casino. The casino, the casino plant. Yeah, whatever. So your issue with the casino planet is, mm-hmm. like, I've, I've thought a lot about that because I thought the same thing. Like, it really drug through there. There's a lot of action, but it... It drugged. And a lot of silly CGI. And yeah, but story-wise, like, wh- where was the meat of the story? 
And to me, it all boils down to showing you know, Finn like how how depressed you know the 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 people are, like what the mm-hmm. what the empire has done to the common people like you see the kids you see the slaves you see the animals being treated you know and then they've been throwing some of that political stuff like hey the uh the republic's not not guilt-free either when you see the oh yeah you know the uh, right. the han solo type guy talking about like who's buying the weapons so they really start to show you some because during star wars you don't see we don't ever see that really aside from like the killing of the ewoks <laughs> once upon <laughs> a time yeah, yeah you only see these like very grand scale like like battles space battles and things so there they really brought it down to like the planetary level to see like like how the empire is treating the people you right know, very that's imperialistic actually, you know that's actually true that's that is i'm trying to think of another opportunity where we saw what it was like yeah for the people on the ground for the actual yeah. everyday people in a ga- in any of the planets i mean the only other thing i can think of is like gungan in the uh the prequels and that was still really cool. <laughs> just the crowds reacting to the terrifying laser right. coming at them. Because uh, right. you're either on a starship, star base, or um, cantina for like every... By the way, did anybody notice this is... Uh, there's no Death Star in this movie. Yes. There's some Death Star, star tech, but that's, this yeah. is the first. Yes. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, I mean, that. We've got uh, no actual lightsaber battles. Well, I guess if you, if you don't uh, count if you don't count there, looks at no the end, no lightsaber on lightsaber. <laughs> that's no, yeah, true. they never what clash. About, what about what about uh, Ray and uh, uh, what's his face on when they fight? But they don't fight they each didn't. other. They fight the Red Guard. They fought back to back together. Oh yeah, and then they fought over the the lightsaber and it mm-hmm. exploded. You know, but I, I don't think about that. You're never right. a time that two lightsabers hmm. clash in this movie. Interesting. I'm sorry, I can't move down from a nine. I'm sorry, I, I can't, I, but that's that's good though. That's not that's, a bad thing. That's, it's like they made a Star Wars movie. That's brilliant storytelling. Yeah, that is brilliant storytelling. And given how few lightsabers exist, and mm-hmm. Jedi's, to, you know, force sensitive people to use them, makes sense. Not to mention, and then not not to mention, you know what else pulls it up to a nine and makes it a solid nine for me? The entire scene with Luke uh, at the end. I love that, and I don't love the, I don't love the Snoke stuff. I love the Snoke stuff. I, lo- I have I have he's, a crazy he's way Snoke too OP to yes. go out that way. No, 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 no. Here, all right, all right. No, okay, no. Let's get into the characters. Let's focus on story here. Right. I'm, I'm stuck this, on a this nine. Story, can this you is, come this up is, to a nine because I don't think I can. Sure. I, all right, all right. But the Snoke thing is story. Okay, I can, we can say it under. We can say it under characters. I think though. it comes under characters too. Sure. So characters. Let's start with characters. Where are you at? Character. Oh, oh hang on. Slide characters. Um. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, Ten. I'm a, I'm ten, a, I'm easy. A, I mean, I'm at a ten for characters. Poe po Dameron, General Hux. Um, uh, we don't have uh, uh, What's your name? Uh, Phasma. Sp- Phasma. We don't have Phasma on there. And oh my god. Well, she wasn't. She was. She was a wasted character. Unfortunately, <laughs> she's a wasted talent. Oh god, yeah, yep. that is she such a is talent too. A wasted, awesome looking character. Yep. She, they said they were going to make her the Boba Fett, and you know what? They made her the freaking Boba Fett. <laughs> they did. She's coming back. She's. We thought we lost her in Force Awakens. She came back. We think we you lose her now. Okay. She'll come back. Here's what I would love to see. All right. All right. Okay. We know what happens to Jedi's when they die, right? Mm-hmm. We get Jedi ghosts. We don't. We've never seen what happens when the Siths die. That's true. No. So what if Snoke took his little spirit and jumped into her as she's falling, and uses the Force to save that body? And she comes back as this badass Snoke inside Phasma. There's some combo. I would be down for that. I would. I would love it. But there's that. That defeats like literally what her character is. Like 
this like backstabbing, do anything to get ahead. Don't. But we're sorry, sorry, but sorry. we're slow numbers. Yeah. Ten, right. ten, ten. What did I have? Hold on. I ten. had this at. Don't look. No nine. What? Go with go with what you I have feel. Nine. Go with no. what you feel, Dan. No. Okay. So here's the thing. We have we yeah. have legitimate character arcs and character growth. Uh huh. We have zero lazy stereotypes. Uh, we have we have a balancing out of power and ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's I, again. I think Snoke is is a bad character. I think Phasma will, was wasted. I think DJ was a a complete waste of character. Uh, well, well, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna disagree with you on yeah. two thirds of those. Go for it. Snoke was OP as hell. I get mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Whatever mm-hmm. else, but he was also cocky. And we have okay. – there's no investment in Snoke. Like we have no backstory. We have no nothing for Snoke. And we actually he's, don't have anything that we – what do we base the fact that he's OP on? The he fact that he's connected, oh, yeah. he's connected their minds across the galaxy. Without dying. Well, we have yeah. – and, and bitch slapped Ray. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, throwing somebody with and the force – attacked Hux from across the galaxy through a hologram. Like we know that he is one of the most powerful entities using yeah, the force. But I, That's been established over the last two movies. I've, but the raw power. But for raw power, Kylo's got him. No, 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 not even close. I don't no. think. Yeah, for raw power, I think Snoke is when, orders of magnitude more. When powerful. they start seeing each other in these in those visions, he looks at her and he goes, "How are you doing this? This would kill you." Because okay. that what? that much power. Yeah, Kylo knows he can't kill do it. her. He knows, like, he, can't like he, he knows she can't do it. He knows she can't do it. Luke in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So he's more powerful than Luke. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I still am gonna, but I'm still gonna put. But, he, gonna, but he, during all this, and knowing every thought that Kylo Ren is having, and and Ray in front of him, he doesn't realize that the freaking lightsaber spinning next to him. I mean, I if if, if pride, you know, pride comes before the fall. I guess I have it. So I have my own theory about this. Go about for it. Snoke specifically, right? I have several, but came yeah. with this on my own. All right. Okay. Snoke meant to die. Right? Okay. Because there, there is like we don't know what the Sith afterlife is, but there's something he could be mm-hmm. an all powerful ghost that could still manifest and influence everything. He saw he saw Kylo being drawn towards the light and knew that he couldn't prevent it. Mm-hmm. So by letting Kylo kill him, right? What, what happens? Kylo and Ren are like having a moment. They're having a whole like they're having ten minutes of moments. When when Snoke dies, like you think Kylo and Ren are about to like really right. connect. Snoke dies. He looks around when what's his face? Uh, General Hux or someone's like, mm-hmm. sir, what do we do? And he looks around and realizes like I'm I'm top dog. And like instantly he just fills that void that Snoke's left behind. I'm gonna go once. I'm gonna also point out that we have a history mm-hmm. of and 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 Star Wars in Star Wars lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of um, this is how you rise to power. You eventually mm-hmm. defeat your master. I mean, I'm gonna. I mean, if we're talking about force abilities, I mean, I'm, <clears throat> I'm gonna have a hard time buying that Palpatine's force ability was 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 not more powerful than Vader's. Mm-hmm. You know, but Vader still managed to pick his ass up and throw him over a, a ledge. Force took people across the universe. Right. So I don't think. I mean, I don't. I don't know that throwing Palpatine, he, him chucking Palpatine, is is that much different. You know, right? But Palpatine was taken down by his own his own pride. He thought he had, but that everything. was at least in a proper fight. This guy was literally just sitting there. The thing is sitting next to him turns on the table and slices yeah. him in half. And we know Darth Vader was like he was like the chosen one. Yeah, you know. So, 
I don't know. I'm. I'm. I. I think. I think pride. I think pride I, explains it. I. My favorite pride part for with sure. Snoke. The best part with Snoke is the the bitch slapping that he gives Kylo Ren in the beginning. Yeah, he's like, take that stupid helmet off. Yeah, you poser. Yeah, and can I and can I tell you right now, Adam Driver mm-hmm. redeemed Kylo Ren's character a hundred percent for me. Mm. I don't know if he re- he added to it in a yeah. just an awesomely fantastic way. I think for well, sure he he, f- yeah. he he explains it. I yeah, guess yeah. Because one of the things one of the one of the things that I think we I think I, I I'm certainly guilty of of it. You know, as much as anybody. Sure. With the Darth Tantrum issues we saw in the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. But you know that the dark side. This is, I think, this is a proper exploration of the force. If I mean, passions drive the dark side. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be a dark force user, you're not stoic. That doesn't make sense. The stoic people are the Jedi. Yeah, mm-hmm. the emotions are supposed to be driven by this other side. Mm-hmm. You know. So I. That's, and he's still tantrumy. I mean, look at when he's oh, firing yeah. on Luke. <laughs> he's just <laughs> yeah, screaming, yeah. Get smashing the hell out of his helmet. Yeah, that helmet. But but, it, but you can see that drive yeah. there, and it doesn't it doesn't feel petulant. It doesn't feel as petulant. Yeah, this feels driven by this. It just feels like rage. This comes to why I think Snoke let him kill him because like die, well, die, dying to a Jedi is not really dying necessarily. There's also a theory that that's not Snoke. That's Snoke. That that's just another force, force projection. projection because he never leaves that room. We only see him in that room. He doesn't interact with anybody else. Uh, uh, you know why? Uh, would, and. Okay, and we've got a third movie coming. <laughs> well, you can only go so far here. You can't psych us out. I think they have to be careful because you can't yeah. psych us out on the parents, uh-huh. on Ray's parents, and on Snoke. Well, and they already on... did. No, I mean, if you come back and say, "Just kidding, that wasn't her parents," I'm just kidding, that wasn't really Snoke. Then it starts to get a little. Well, yeah, there was no parents. Well, I'm sorry. Ray's parents are actually whatever. Right, but I'm yeah. saying that, that just like people have been. You know, questioning for the last two years, who, who's Ray's parents? They've been saying who's Snoke, right? In the same way, right? So they already pulled that fast one on us twice. Well, I mean, in the original, you know I mean? who's who's Palpatine? You know, right, right. Like, do we get that in the original? Yeah, I don't tri- think it, it it necessarily matters that we know who exactly. everybody's parents are, or in just the universe. who everyone is in general. Like, you that that Snoke was the bad guy because he looked like. The bad guy, right? Well, the other thing that I've, I've seen that people have found is uh, there's an image uh, in the tree fort. Mm-hmm. That, the that, tree uh, fort. Luke's <laughs> Jedi tree the fort. The Jedi tree fort. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where there's an image of the first Jedi, and it's cut down the middle, kind of yin-yang style, yeah. like you know the light side of the dark side. Right. And the head is kind of heart-shaped, and there's a line straight down the middle, and it kind of looks just like Snoke. Huh. So there's this theory that what if Snoke is the like first one that found the Force, that discovered the Force, that became the first Jedi, and not knowing how to manage the balance, destroyed something in him and sent him all the way to the dark side, and something else came out and went to the light side, you know, uh, huh. with his appearance and everything. We'll find out in the next movie. Probably. Yes. Uh, Mark my words, he will be in the next movie. I think so. You, th- you, b- you both think Snoke- Snoke's in the next movie? No. I think him and Luke are both in the next I don't know. Not maybe. Luke's not in the next one. Luke's moment. definitely so, in it. I think well, it, maybe he's like a force ghost or yeah, something. Yeah, a manifestation of Snoke, and I, I think you're okay. right, of Luke very likely as well. Not only that, but that we could see some flashbacks of Rey remembering some of the, the time that we didn't see that they spent on the island. I, here's, the, here's, my, here's my issue with that. Mm-hmm. This movie is not about Luke Skywalker. No. This movie is not about Snoke. No. This movie is about Rey... Poe and Finn and Kylo. This movie is really the the passing of that baton, right? 
those four are your characters. That's where it matters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I mean, don't I? Not for nothing. I'm fine with. I don't want Luke to come back. I mean, if you want to do a Force Ghost appearance, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And, and, a, and a minor role. I don't want. I don't want Snoke or Luke to influence the next plot in any real way. I don't. They're they're not the main. They're not the main points. The main points here are Kylo. Well, and Yoda the wasn't the main point in this either. But we got a good amount of Yoda talking to Luke. Sure, as a Force Ghost. Do, right, but he yeah. uh, and, and he served a very minor plot purpose to drive Luke to go do whatever next. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Turge um, painters, tur- page turners, they are not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so for characters here, we got two tens and a nine. We're 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 dragging him up. Poe po Dameron, the way he just he, he plays Poe's character arc. I mean, he is that just just fly by the seat of your pants, mm-hmm. just aggressive, like and gets called out for and it, gets called out brilliant. for it repeatedly. How do right. you feel about Rose and Finn? Uh, Rose to me was a wasted opportunity. Um, she's, she's she was a cool character. She's she was still very likable. She's still there, uh, right? But I don't think they made a big deal about Rose. Mm-hmm. And I think they made a bigger. They made, I was expecting more out of her. Mm. You know, she has some great scenes. Uh, her opening scene with Finn, where she fries him and sends him flying. Oh, she's great. She's that great. was I, lo- I love her to death. That that part was really cool. Um, but there was just. I mean, I don't feel like they did enough with her. Yeah. Well, talking about character development, she starts out looking like an anime shy girl, like looking <laughs> at her hero. And then by the end of the movie, she's, she's like making out with him. She's this confident badass, <laughs> right. like flying a speeder and saving, you know. That's true. I, and saving I liked, the Republic. She's the one that also gives you yeah. that kind of every person yeah, view. She, she gives Finn because, that. She, you know what? She okay. brings Finn back to humanity. Think of everyone he he sort of interacts with, you know, up to this point. And seven, we had a lot of uh, Ray and Finn being fans of Luke Skywalker and, right. and uh, knowing about all the legends and everything, right? And now she's. Knowing the legend of Finn, yeah, you know, sure, no, now, that's now that that's established because he's just woken up from that adventure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's been in that coma or whatever. Right. I'm just trying time. to stay alive. <laughs> I also I want to give a, a shout out to Dom Hall Gleason, General Hux. Uh, uh, just I hate that guy. But that exactly just kills that character, <laughs> man. It is. Well, he does well, and you can see him too, like. Even you can always tell that he's 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 he's, he's conniving and just yeah. scheming, you know. Like even in the moment when, but like, not well. <laughs> I, no, I in that like 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 the um, he is like a scene. He's like he competes with Peter Baelish for chewing scenery. No, no, yeah, yeah, but I who, mean, just, just ah, 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 there's whole pieces of ships missing. <laughs> What's the old cartoon? Where he's just he just chewed it up. What's the old cartoon with the redheaded kid that's always getting in trouble? Um, Grumpy Nate. No, when he gets on the cartoon, it's uh, a show. Uh, Dennis, you're talking about Dennis the Menace? Dennis the Menace. Like, he's like, if Dennis the Menace got bullied in high school and grew <laughs> up, like, that's who he is. I'm pretty sure Dennis, wasn't he a blonde? Yeah. I thought it was one. That's okay. Uh, but there was, but yeah, but there's, there is this moment there too, like, he, you just love to hate him. And yeah, that's the yeah. character. The, the like, interaction with him and Poe in the beginning. Oh my God. There were some complaints about this. Yeah, holding for too, General Hux. Right. There were some complaints about this being too jokey. I disagree completely. No, it's great. He's stalling. Right. And he did it beautifully well. And he's yeah. like, I'll hold. Like, he goes on the big, he's clearly yeah. watched like uh, TV shows from Earth. <laughs> well, there was the one. The, the, my, my favorite point there was his very last part. I have a very important message from uh, General Solo regarding your mother. And that was... That was was that so like was that like the first five minutes? Yeah, yeah. 
I missed it. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, you also missed the uh, lack of the the uh, apparent random physics in space because the bombs had to drop down. Well, you, well, it's, no, I saw that part. I saw that. It's part. Star Wars. Yeah, right? and it's, it's not has, Star Trek. It has its own. It has its own physics laws. That's true. Like there's always know. fire in space. Cause, yeah, because apparently in this galaxy there is an atmosphere. Yeah, through the entire galaxy, <laughs> right. some thin one, right? Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like the moon. It's gravitational <laughs> pull, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so so we bring you up, right? We we made we made the case. Come on now. <sighs> About a ten, but I come, just, on, come on, Adam Driver. Like he, he worked out. Uh, he, he was he was brother flawed. put on he some muscle. He worked out. <laughs> no, dude, they, he they, was amazing. They made a point of like showing him without his shirt and everything yes. like that. You know? Oh, oh, worked out physically. Yeah, physically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, he. I just there was not a character here. There were some characters like Phasma that we could have done more with. Yes, but but, but there's there's when you have a a, a story of this many tens, like no. you, you can't fit them all in. I disagree with you on the DJ part. I think DJ did, Benicio Del Toro did exactly what he needed to do. Came in, played the part. Are we, are we ever going to see him again? Uh, maybe. I hope not. But yeah. no, I don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to. Okay. But I, I love the fact that he came in, and it was. And like, you could tell this guy was all business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like he's gonna, th- these are the type of people that if you're not, if you're not you know, resistance or um, first order, this is the type of people there are. Right. Right. This are your. This they're, is they're your, playing both sides of it. This is your hive of scum and villainy. Your wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. You know, like this is what scum and villainy actually looks like. There's this bar in L.A. right now called Scum and Villainy. Yeah, well, that's awesome. It's Star Wars. Like, you got lawful good, lawful evil, and he's rolling around chaotic neutral. Right. I mean, he's the one exactly. Like, like they're not all just the ruffians hiding in the most, the most icy cantina. Like they're 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 hobnobbing with the rich folk and the thing, and they're just they're going to do what they're going to do, man. Yeah. I think that they just could have. They could have. Had him play along mm. a little bit longer before screwing them over, you know. Yeah, it was just so brief. It was already a really long movie. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I mean, just structure wise, they could have. I don't know. Paced that a little bit differently. Um, um, possibly, they, but that's one of the problems, you know. That the, at that point of the movie is they really start cutting things kind of quickly. Like, yeah, this happens. This happens. I, I didn't have much of an issue with it. I liked that they didn't yeah, yeah. waste because he here's the thing: his character's not going to spend a lot of time doing whatever. Like he was there to get paid, and he got paid. You know who else is wasted in this movie? It's Chewie. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but like, this isn't Chewie's movie. I know, but you're right. He's just there, like a couple. He only has a couple scenes, right? What I would have loved to have seen, and. I can't be mad at them for not making the movie in my head, and I understand that. <laughs> okay, but how cool would it have been to see when Luke and and Chewie first see each other? Yeah, to just give the Wookiee a minute and a half, just give him a minute to tell him the story of how Han died, because Luke speaks Wookiee, and. You could do that scene with just the hey, and just your uh, your Wookiee's not bad. Hey, That's thanks. pretty good. And just uh, Luke emoting as he's hearing all of this. You know what I mean? This was their best friend. Yeah, they were the two, the the two of the thirds of that that team. You know. Yeah, I still not, I still don't think that's enough to pull it from a ten down to a nine for me. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that would have been really freaking cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got him like making some noise and eating eating a, a bird. Yeah, 
or not eating a bird. Going the, pork, the pork thing, but did the pork thing bother anybody? I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. No, I was worried about them, but they they were okay. They were super. They were super minor. There right. were other animated uh, animals yeah. that bothered me more. That were that had a lot more screen time. Yeah, drastically yeah. more. Okay, come on, we got we got to keep moving here. Yeah, Characters, so, come on. No, yeah, are you in or you? Yeah, I guess we're running. All right, all right, just all to right. get this thing moving along. Right. Technical. Uh, I mean, John Williams brought it. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan. We'll let you start off this time. Seven. I I'm not at a ten for this one, but I'm at, I, I'm I'm. This is like direction and everything as well. Direction, pacing, music, cinematography, etc. Yeah, this is my weakest. Yeah, yeah. This I, I might come down to a seven. This yeah. was this was a the, the thing that took me out of it. Well, not not necessarily the thing that took me out of it the most, but one of the things that took me out of it a lot were. Snoke looked so good on the up close shots. Looked amazing. It's amazing how much better he looked than Force Awakens. But when you would, when they would back it up and show the full room, and and it was a, a, an away shot, it felt like he was just hovering unnaturally as he was stepping down the steps towards Ray. You know, like it just didn't look realistic. The hmm. motion capture there, and and we don't know what's underneath those yellow robes. No, no, no I'm just saying yeah. the, the the CGI of it. Oh yeah, like the actual movement. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it didn't it it didn't look like it was Andy Circus doing mocap. It looked like it was just something that they animated. Yeah, I I that didn't bother me too terribly much. I we got the the I did see the that, bombs though. dropping in space. Um, that well, and that I don't know if that's technical or not, but there was. Yeah. There was, um, I mean, I don't know if I would count that under technical. I think that would, if anything, I would, I think, hit under story more than technical hmm. for me. Um, but there were, uh, there were some issues with the uh, with the dog horse things, whatever those yeah. things were. Um, those were those looked weird, and that whole scene looked a little weird. The the whole that thing was my I mean, run the, through the casino. Right, that part that part really pulled it down. It took a scene that was already rough. And made it a lot rougher. Mm-hmm. I feel like they missed a hell of an opportunity with this Casino Planet. Because mm-hmm. you could have done the Casino Planet. If that's what you needed to do for your plot lines, if that's where you're going to send your characters, great. Uh, but you managed to make the casino, uh, the Space Casino look kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And that that was a little... Like the coolest thing I got well, is horse racing? I, I, I don't think so. Like What they do in this movie, a very good job of, is showing you things from that person's perspective. You know, it's like... You know, uh, prime examples like Kylo and Luke, like how they how they remember their dream, like that that, that, <laughs> that interaction back lo- in the academy. What I would have loved to have seen, yeah, is if they had up on like one of the screens somewhere, one of the tables that they're all betting at, yeah, is uh, they're betting on the resistance, yeah, and they're seeing the space battle happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could, and. Yeah. I mean, these so are the that, people that would be biting over this because these are the people that are selling them their, their, that would, their weapons. Right. That'd be an amazing scene. Right? They, they, you're right. They missed something. They missed something there. Yeah. So they, there, was, there was a bunch of things. Yeah. You could, well, B- and, and BB-8 this, gets like, he gets some pretty good excitement there in the casino, you know, but yeah. in terms of like Finn, like he's, he's on a mission. Like, and it, they're sort of disgusted by the action and things that are happening around them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like for them, this isn't a, a, a grand time and an awesomeness. They even talk about it. Like they're sitting on the balcony and, you know, Rose says something about it. I can't remember the exact words, but it was like, you know, here they are with all this stuff, but something bad, something bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a oh, Canto bite. There it is. Mm. Canto. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. But there was, there was, oh, come on. Darn it. Okay. There was, see, in, in the Star Wars expanded universe, there was a, uh, and I don't, I was hoping to find it real quick. There is a casino ba- built into a space station, and this space station is like, this is where this thing could have gone, where it should have gone, I think. 
um, which was another kind of a mistake that it would have been a much more interesting way to do this and a, a much more interesting place to do this. And from a directorial standpoint, you had an opportunity to fold in more of the expanded universe in a way that wasn't going to mess up your plot at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they so, want none of that expanded universe stuff though. Well, they, we, we, they folded in every once in a while, you know, and mm-hmm. this was an opportunity to do something that would make a big deal to the fans to fold that True. in and yeah. to do a lot of, and, and th- that thing already comes stock full of a lot of really interesting characters that you could have done. You know, yeah. I think that was, this was missing the human element because the thing is you could have swapped out casino and horse racing for, I mean, a thousand other things. And there was nothing unique about going to a casino. You know? Or you could have, you could have, instead of having Maz on her little, uh, whatever she was, adventure, es- escapade, union, yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah. union fight that she was on, you could have had this been her new operation. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And there, there was, her place got blown up in the last one, so she moves on and takes over a casino. There's, there's a lot of, and I, I'm assuming we're just keeping Miles around for next for the next movie. Mm-hmm. She must have a huge role to play in, in, in nine, but yeah. Uh, I, all right, so you're both, you're, 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 what were you at? Seven. seven. And I was seven. You know, there was too much, like I said earlier, like too much just scene, ca- like ju- scene jumping. Like you're on the planet, yeah. you're in space, you're in a different planet. And none planet. of the wipes. No what? No, not a single not wipe. Not a single yeah. wipe. Wow. Thanks for reminding me. That's yeah. Sad. Man. And I don't like wipes as a general in general. But, but you love them in Star Wars. You have yeah. to do. You have to. Like the thing too is I think that you have to Ryan Johnson may have aired a hair on a hair too far away from doing things that, that had been done mm-hmm. before. There was a couple places where I think he could have. I'm <laughs> Okay, so for the record, my initial number here was an eight, but I will come down. I'll come down to a seven on this. Well, there's one. some like the mirror scene with Ray, like mm-hmm. it's sort of weird. Like right, it, it, there's there's several like just individual scenes that are. I come to a seven because they're they're simply amazing scenes, but then there's a good amount that just sort of like takes you out of it a little bit. Right, and like then, like you know, do you really buy the caretakers? No, I've I don't. I don't believe that they've been taking care of that place. Right. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. And that he, that's who Luke's been hanging out with for the last. He doesn't hang out fifteen with years so or whatever. You know. Okay. This takes us into overall enjoyment. I'll pick this one back up. This one's still a solid ten for me, though. Wow. Ten. Easy. I, I'm. I'm gonna see it again. This thing was awesome. Absolutely. And I don't go see movies twice, especially yeah. in theaters. I'm we talked about this before. You had a ten. You're at a nine. Yeah. yeah. This thing was just. I mean, again. It wasn't perfect, and I, I'll acknowledge that. But I mean, I don't know of another movie. I mean, I enjoyed this as much as Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Hands, I mean, if not more than Thor Ragnarok, uh, because uh, I, I didn't blink <laughs> the whole no. movie. And man, it just felt like Star Wars. It felt more like Star Wars than anything else we've seen yeah. since Return of the Jedi. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, way more. Oh, yeah, absolutely, way more than the prequels. The Force Awakens as much, maybe a little bit more, but it just felt too. The Force that, Awakens was just such a rehash of, of a new hope. And a lot really... of just straight pure action and things like that. Right. You know, this this had that like slight co- comedic element. It had it was very, very story driven and even drove the story back towards, you know, the mm-hmm. original stuff. Um so we're so are we we're gonna drag you up one more time, aren't we? I guess. And man, the more I think about it, this the more the more stuff I start coming up with. You know what? You know what was you know what what I, I what does bother me here um, is that you can now track things through light speed. Well, that was hinted at in uh, Rogue One when they were getting the the, the right. files for the Death Star. There were other files listed, and one of them was um, something about tracking through light speed. I and it was on potentially the largest ship in the the galaxy. Yeah. I mean. The so, dreadnought, like 
That's true. So if if we're assuming that in order to make this happen, it has to be this. Rare, they need to like keep like that, that was their Death Star yeah. class tech that they had in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that needed to be. Yeah, but that's uh, and then on the other side too. I think we just need to we need to take a second and recognize how gorgeous that scene was when she turns the ship around and higher and uses light speed mm-hmm. goes a light speed straight through the other ship. I don't like it. No. Oh, I loved it. I God, I love the scene, but I it lo- should have been Leia. I don't think it. I'm just I'm torn by it, right? Because it's not that's not Star Wars. Like nothing like that's ever really happened in Star Wars. Here's the thing, but it should. This is actually, and, and I think it's like ex machina type stuff. Like even the way they showed it, like this is so. Like if you could have just taken an X wing and destroyed a giant uh, star destroyer, like you by going to light speed. No, 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 no. This was not an X wing, no. but it destroyed an entire fleet, including the dreadnought, which is equivalent of like no, it cut through the dreadnought. Yeah. The dreadnought was still functional. Uh, Two thirds of it. Two thirds of it. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, the thing too is it, it did. Well, and I mean, and it, I think I think this would be you know this was the equivalent of and putting an X wing through it is the equivalent of like yeah. you know getting poked with a needle. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas getting this through getting a ship that this size through you is the equivalent of uh, uh, like getting a shotgun. Well, it'd blast. be the equivalent of sending like an X wing through like a star destroyer. You know, mm-hmm. like I. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, I just haven't settled on it yet. Like, I, I keep coming back to it. I'm like, the, the way it looked and the way it went down. I think like, it's more like an X-Wing through the Falcon. No, no. That, that, well, that, that, dreadnought, size- that dreadnought is, like, hundreds of times larger than their yeah. like the cruiser they're, they're driving. Exactly. I, ooh, okay, so now so X- this, this goes deeper than my nerd as far mm-hmm. as this, what's the, 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 size of the, the scale of the dreadnought versus the, the transport ship uh, as mm-hmm. opposed to the size We're of an X-Wing. Do research. Yeah, we're gonna need. Actually, no. We've got. So, listen, I know we have some listeners out there who know this channel hey, top of their head. I mean, there's a couple of you. Somebody tell us what's the size ratios, and we're comparing these ships. I'm sure this one charge. Just give us like a quick, you know, GIF breakdown. Right. Just give us something quick and easy. Slap on the Facebook. I, I bet Justin will be getting back to us. But on this. I, but I loved. Um, but to me, that scene right there was. I mean, there's several places where you can tell Ryan Johnson just middle fingered the Force Awakens. Yeah. And there are places where they deserve to be middle fingered, but. Um, but but Luke, sorry, but Han jumping to light speed from inside the ship was just infuriated me. I hated that. I hated that. Mm-hmm. And then um, him dropping <laughs> out of light speed on a planet surface. Yeah, mm-hmm. hated that too. And here's what happens when you light speed close to other objects. Exactly. Yeah. This is the whole point. Like you still, Which they did tease in in previous episodes. Like we can't jump to light speed because we don't have the. You know, accurate enough coordinates. So you know, there's too many right. things close by. Right. That that happens in previous ones. So. Right. Well, and, they, and they've talked before about how you can come out of light if you're not careful. You come out of light to be in the middle of a sun. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. this is why there are lanes that you're supposed to travel for these things like that. Oh. Okay. So uh, how did it do? Did you crunch the numbers here? Yeah. Um, it comes out at number one. This outpaced Wonder Woman. Yeah. Thank God. By one point. <laughs> wow. So what is it? What's the total? So yep. we are at forty-five out of fifty. Woo. Not I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm comfortable with the taking Wonder Woman. I, I yeah. really, it's, I, I, I don't have an issue with Wonder Woman be, having right. been our number one spot. I know not everybody feels that way. Uh, so what's our. Mansplain it to me. What, why, why is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, walk, so walk us through our top, let's see our top five in their scores. So our current top five are Star Wars The Last Jedi, Wonder Woman, Thor Ragnarok, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Solid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to flesh out our list, our, 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 our some of our, our numbers a little bit. I think more cleanly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to start bunching up on a whole bunch of ties here if we don't figure this out and just kind of space these out. But currently, uh, we don't have any ties. 
Not yet, but we're yeah. going to. There's yeah. just there's too many amazing movies coming out that are just going to eventually. We're bound to eventually do that, you know. So we'll uh, adjust those. But what do you folks think? Do you think we are way off? Any any big points that you think we missed? I doubt it. We've been talking about this for a while now. I really think that the majority of people that are out there crying and complaining about this movie in a major way are they're losing sight of the fact that this is part two of a trilogy, right? And that we have all these other films coming out that are going to feed into this as well. We might have some stuff in the Han Solo movie that will explain things that we didn't understand in this movie. There's, yeah. there's plenty of opportunities for them to well, explain this. Stuff. In the words of Kylo Ren, um, what I have to say to them is let it burn. Just <laughs> let the past go. All right, moving on. Let's talk our B-roll. Kill it. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, B-roll talking about net neutrality. Kill it if you must. The first, the very first thing I need to say about net neutrality is a Jeep pie is a douche. The biggest. Like, just the most pure, like, looks like pure concentrated douche. It's like, if you, I mean this 100%. Mm -hmm. If you put his his actual person, like if you were to take all of those traits Mm -hmm. and put those into a movie, Mm -hmm. when we got to characters, I would ding it hard for such a lazy stereotype. (laughs) Because that's what it looks like. This guy looks like, you know, okay, so you know in any movie where (sighs) the protagonist works in an office. Yeah. There always has to be the just the douchebag in the office, mm-hmm. you know, who just does like unexplainably douchey things for no discernible reason, and no one knows why. And you watch these movies, and you think to yourself, nobody actually acts like that. Why? That's such a you know, that's so <laughs> such an annoying character. I hate it. I hate that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Turns out they were all based on a Jeep pie, or a Jeep pie looked at them as heroes. I don't know exactly, but this video he dropped. The seven things you can still do on the internet after net neutrality. <sighs> like buying fidget spinners. Was just the most, I mean, and he's basically, to. I'm not going to say, I guess to his credit, mm-hmm. uh, he has had a middle finger up towards everybody who's been concerned about net neutrality from the beginning. Yeah. So it's not like this was out of character for him. He was. He has been consistent in his being. Yes. But this just, he just turned that shit up to 11, man. Yeah. If you haven't watched the video, don't, 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 it's, unless you just want to hate somebody I new. Just, I haven't seen it. Oh. I don't, I don't want to, don't, I don't want to see it. It's the him. most patronizing, yeah. down talking, yeah. uh, insulting. Cause, cause he just normally has that, like, crap shit, I've ever that seen shitty in my life. grin just yeah. on a regular basis, yeah. you know? Yeah. I couldn't imagine him in a video. Just yes. ta- you can watch a 3d movie and he puts on the glasses. You can order a fidget spinner on eBay so let's uh, – so for this one, we've talked about net neutrality. Um, I think I posted uh, – I posted, uh, uh, the, I guess, our official response to – We should do a – you know what? We should make a, a video since we have a YouTube channel and all. We have a what? Seven things you can't do anymore because of net neutrality. <laughs> well, and this is a problem too. There's, there's, <laughs> that's, th- that's actually why we wanted to come back. We wanted yeah. to do this for B-roll. There's a couple things now that you're going to – that are going to start – that somebody – Back up. Um, Before net neutrality was was disbanded, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of folks who – I mean, there was you didn't find anybody who was against – everybody was for net neutrality. Everybody agreed on that. Um, But now that it's gone through, you're seeing a lot of people starting to speak up and say it's not that bad. Calm down. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to take a second to address some – Because you could still get a fidget spinner. 
We want to address some of those arguments and some of those points and acknowledge the ones that are more legitimate or less legitimate. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got a handful that I want to kind of touch base on. You guys are free to jump in whenever you All want. Right. Um, first, it is important to note, yes, it is accurate that net neutrality only came uh, – should I explain what net neutrality is? Net yeah. neutrality at its core basic. Let's be – yes, I think we really do. Mm-hmm. So what net neutrality says at its core – is that internet service providers like Comcast and Verizon, etc., cannot uh, charge you or and cannot basically it, it, they have to keep everything has to be an even playing field for everybody at right. forever and ever. On there are commercial rates and residential rates, and they're those are the rates exactly. <laughs> so you can't they can't fluctuate rates. They also can't they also can't throttle uh, speeds for you different services. Can't discriminate services. based on yeah. services, right? So they can't offer Netflix a fast lane and uh, and and you know put Hulu That's in the slow lane. Or Etsy and the whole right. They everybody has to have access to the same uh, same stuff. Everything has to be Pick the same across the um, So that is what net neutrality basically said at mm-hmm. its at, at its most core principles. There. Um, so with that said, um, let's back up and cover some of the things that people are saying on the other side. First, it is accurate, and I think it is worth noting that net neutrality only came into existence under the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Um, there were several variations on this, and there were some stances that the FCC was taking during this point. Mm-hmm. But net neutrality, as, as we understand it, only came as, as was been, was only around for uh, less than a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that part is one hundred percent accurate. But let's also remember that the internet hasn't exactly been around since steam engines. Well, and, and more, but more, and more importantly, yeah. uh, it's mobile devices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that and the, and the the rise of the smartphone and the ubiquitous nature of the smartphone mm-hmm. has is what's changed the game there. Uh, and as folks who and as you know, as for geeks, as people who create content, um, we have to make sure we are mobile. We are mobile facing. Right. If we're not mobile friendly, we're we will die on the vine, and we know it. Like that's that right. is just. A but thing. like saying that it only came about in the Obama administration. Well, it wasn't going to come out during the Reagan administration. True. Yeah, but, well, you had like... <laughs> but the internet... But the internet... But to their... I mean, I want to acknowledge yeah. the points of these arguments that are, that are valid because yeah. I think it's important. The internet, however, was, a, was around... Right. Before net neutrality. Yeah, late 90s. Yeah. Right. But it takes a while to start making laws and things and, and for yeah. people to start Absolutely. seeing the potholes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for... And, and there, it, it ramped up, say, post-2005 with yeah. you know, the, the introduction of the smartphones. Right. Mm-hmm. So, And this is the other piece, too. Yeah. Um, the other One of the big arguments that we hear on the other side of this uh, is that we basically have... You know, we can't trust uh, – you know, th- this whole thing is being backed by Google and Netflix and these other huge companies who don't care about uh, the, us little guys any more than Comcast and Verizon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That is true. I want to be very 100% clear about this. I do not believe for half a second that Google gives a shit about me mm-hmm. any more than I think that Comcast does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, am, I am a teeny, teeny, tiny dot on both of, both of those things, and that's all there is to it. However – I will say that on this one, Google and Facebook's interests happen to align with the people's interests. And so that is where that comes from. This isn't that this isn't about Google looking out Netflix looking out for me. This is about Google and Netflix wanting the same thing that I want because it benefits us both. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's be clear about that piece. Um, next, uh, the other one that we hear a lot of is, you know, like everybody, you know, you, you start to some people say, Within a couple of days after this has passed, you're starting people say, now, funny, it looks like I'm still access to the internet. Oh, looks like some things or whatever. This is not going to be something that happens quickly. No. This will be something that happens over time. Yeah. 
Um, and and it is going intentionally so. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, they're they're what the the what the ISPs are banking on um, is that people will over time forget. And mm-hmm. to their credit, there's a lot of history that supports that idea. Yeah. Uh, which is why we're still talking about it today. Which is why we'll bring it up. And which is why we encourage you to contact your congressman because this will matter. Mm-hmm. Um. So, which comes up to the last point that I had. Uh, uh, what's this really matter for me as an individual? Um, so I, I personally, uh, I'm a standard middle class dude. I've got, I've got a mortgage that I can sort of kind of mostly afford. You know what I mean? Like I've got a, I've got a, I've got two cars. Well, one of them is an 04. You, you used to have a boathouse. I used to have a shed. <laughs> which is weird because i have a, i have a pool uh i don't have a, but yeah i mean i mean i'm a, I'm a standard middle class dude uh-huh. so net neutrality uh will likely for me across the next five to ten years the biggest effect that i'm going to have is it's going to increase my costs by a bit yeah that'll be that'll be the i think it'll be more than that um it, well, i mean we'll see i think there's yeah. going to be other forces at play on the other well, side do you remember a couple of years ago they were you know t-mobile sort of got into some trouble you know, people were like, well, these guys, you know, why aren't they getting in trouble for being sort of, you know, anti-net neutrality with some of their policies? Because they were sort of, they were skirting the line very finely. Right. And I've been a huge T-Mobile fan. I've been with T-Mobile since literally their birth. Um, and after this net neutrality started happening, like, I, I ignored that all because, like, all of it was benefiting me. Like, all that T-Mobile stuff they were doing was benefiting right. me as a customer. Um, so I didn't pay any attention to it. But now with this net neutrality and I look back at it and I've sort of taken a second look at it and I go, wow, you know, what they did shaped the services that I use while they didn't sort of well, they didn't throttle anybody mm-hmm. and they didn't change different prices. But they did form partnerships with, like, say, Pandora and say Pandora just is unlimited. Like, you just don't have to worry about it. Like, we're just we formed a partnership. We're just throwing Pandora into your service. Right. Sure. Now they have like Netflix stream. Like, you get a free Netflix account with them, for instance. Right. So mm-hmm. while. They're not favoring anybody else. They just form these sort of, you know, partnerships. It, it, all of their customers lean, you know, just automatically. It's like, well, I can do Pandora or I can do uh, Spotify. Spotify. Right. Well, I'm gonna do Pandora because it's it's free and unlimited with my with my account. Right. And I, I'm gonna do Netflix over Hulu because well, they give me a free Netflix. Super cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and right. my prices haven't gone up. So while it may not even reflect necessarily on your wallet, like it, you will see this type this type of thing start creeping in where one service provider is highly, you know, incentivized or pushing certain content and certain uh, websites and services. So it's it's really going to start changing uh, down the line the way that we choose our entertainment yes, and I the way that we use the internet more than necessarily the way that it's going to hit our wallet alone. Well, and, and I think it's true. And so you're right. Uh, uh, I think you're both right. I undersold that part. Um, where my focus is and where I think we are going to see people get really hurt, though, is not going to affect me as just a regular middle-class dude. No, not very much. What, what it's going to hit, though, is it's going to, it's going to seriously hit uh, uh, the, the, the poor communities, mm-hmm. uh, the folks with less cash. I think younger, younger people, college-age students. Right, yeah. because, they, because as you start to limit their choice, they, when you start to limit their choice, they have very, very few other options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to be what, what's, what's going what's to come against it. There's a lot of lower-income people that use T-Mobile. <laughs> right. Yeah, as a budget carrier with unlimited music and Netflix and things like that because of those yeah. reasons. You're going to see that type of thing start happening uh, um, very aggressively, right. industry-wide, I would think. 
Well, and 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 you can already see. I mean, you've already, and I, I'm, we're not going to get into all the details here. Yeah. But you could already see a lot of these ISPs already move, making movements. They're all they're 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 taking down old. They're deleting old statements that they had released. They've had about, they've had the plans on the shelf. Like these are like right. the nuclear keys. They've just been waiting for this opportunity. Yeah. So there was one. Verizon had this point. Had this same poster. which said, "We will not." You know, regardless of the ruling here, we will not, uh, uh, we will adhere to net neutrality. And within days, it was gone. That statement was gone off their website. Mm. So you're seeing, you're going to see all this stuff happening. Um, what can be done, or what, what, what else might mitigate this? There's a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, Congress can take action. I'm not. They can. Congress okay. can take action. Right. Uh, and depending upon, and while I don't think it'll happen right now, I think that you may see, depending upon how things go. Uh, politically, and again, I'm, I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to trying to stay out of the muck here. Um, you may see uh, uh, some changes come down the line after the next after the, the the midterm elections that may change the way that these things run. Um, and of course, I mean these are just FCC regulations. Uh, a new president could reinstate net neutrality, and that would be it. You know, mm-hmm. um, so those those two things are definitely. I had like the warmest, fuzziest feeling just now. So those are those are both possibilities. But there's another piece in here that I, I started talking with a guy who feels that all the fears around net neutrality were overblown, hmm. and I was curious as to you know his his take there. And we actually had an internet conversation where we exchanged rational ideas. Um, I know I was shocked too, but uh, uh, he works for a company that does work with Google Fiber, mm-hmm. and his whole point is that um, there are the way that we get the internet is still evolving. Yes. And so the the lockdown that we currently experience underneath these ISPs is not going to be the lockdown that we experience forever. And as we open up it's going to get much worse. Right. <laughs> but um but well, as but as but as the internet becomes more and more available, yeah. uh you're going to get more and more ways to get there. And and I had this and it took me back to a conversation I had with some folks that actually explained to me how the internet works and I could not explain it again. Tubes. <laughs> Yes, but like the details of like that's they, all you need to know. Internet gnomes. That's all you um, need to know. <laughs> tubes. But there's well, and that's the thing. So yes, I think you know it yeah. is a bunch of tubes, mm-hmm. uh, but the tubes are sitting there. Yeah. And so you know you hear you you can't stop the signal, and I've I've said that, and it's not just because it comes from one of the greatest intellectual properties of all time. Uh, you, you can if you're not incentivized to be fair to everybody. Well, you could try to stop the signal, but the yeah. problem here is that from a just a, I mean, overly simplifying things. If you can get to that, you just have to get to that tube. And the ISP yeah. is how you get to that tube. But there, you could get to that tube other ways. You could do other things because mm-hmm. once you get to that tube, you're on. You're there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, for sure. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like a, maybe a road, a, maybe a, a freeway is a more, a more easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. You may only have one real way to get onto the freeway from your house. Unless you find another way to get there. But mm-hmm. once you get on the freeway, you're on the freeway. And it doesn't matter what you did to get there anymore. Um, and I think that as you start to push down and lock down on this net neutrality stuff, you push this far enough and you're going to start to see some really interesting technologies develop to get you around the ISPs. Mm-hmm. And those already exist. Um, and I think that you though, I think that you might see a rise in a lot of those technologies, both legit uh, stuff like Google Fiber, and then some more gray market stuff uh, that'll pop up as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of communities around the country that are trying to form their own fiber backbone, their own networks to you know be pri- basically uh, 
public ISPs. Right. There's a town in Tennessee. They just, that was, they just keep getting beaten down. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's and that's where we'll see we'll see what happens next. But that's yeah. where I that so those are the those are the bright spots I would say. Uh, but still, not good. This was not good at all. Nope. And um, on behalf of uh, and again, I just like to repeat on behalf of for geek's sake, Ajit Pai, you can go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. that cover it. I think so. I wanted to like whisper echo you, but that would break the the one f bomb rule. Hmm. Yeah, we're very strict about that too. Uh, okay, I think it does it. Yeah. Oh, we don't have Liz's. Do you want to tell a corny joke on behalf of Liz's uh, mom, Dan? I actually have one. She sent one in. Oh God. Are you ready? All and, right. And let's, it's, wait, let's do Liz's mom. Let's do Liz's mom. It's Star Wars themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the internal temperature of a Tauntaun? I actually know this one, and I'm yeah, disappointed. This has been around a while. Lukewarm. Lukewarm. Yeah. But it, it works. Yeah. I made the reference today. So Thanks, Liz's thanks mom. Thanks, Liz's mom. And everybody on Patreon. <laughs> Especially everyone on Patreon. <laughs> and if you'd like, like to support us on Patreon, please like, go to patreon.com. Don't worry about those, the weird fee change. They decided against that. Everything's fine. Yes. We will buy things and make this show better. Just, you know, we'll get around to it. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Remember she has some stuff. Uh, all right, shameless plugs. You want to start us off? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, oh, 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 I got one. Um, where do you go for all your DJ needs? OrlandoDJ.com. You need a new one. I hate you. You can't do that one. I did. I stole Dan's. No. Um, it's actually, Epic Events Orlando. Epic, oh, oh, Epic Events. You don't want to go to that. You don't want to go to that not, other one. Not that other one. No. Epic Events Orlando. Epic Events Orlando. Oh, yeah. That's embarrassing for you. Dog. That was embarrassing for you. You want to go ahead and do yours uh, now? I had my yeah. Shame. Well, you took my thunder on that one. So. I, I just. Um, actually, you know, there's a podcast we've talked about a, a few times. Alistair Stevens does his uh, Star Wars and Story. Uh, that's kind of yeah. appropriate for uh, today. Yep. He recently uh, released his own commentary track for The Force Awakens, Ooh. which is really, really good and gives a lot of really interesting insight from his perspective on that story. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like Alistair Stevens. So, yeah, he was, uh, we talked about before, we talked about the. He did Dusted. Dusted, the Buffy yeah. the Vampire podcast. Mm-hmm. Just one of the greatest, I think one of the greatest folks that I think you can find out there on podcast land mm-hmm. uh, for story breakdowns. And if you're really interested in how a story, like the nuts and bolts and back end of how a story is told, anything Alistair Stevens is doing is just really, yeah, really How cool. much of a movie does he get through per episode? Um, that, that one, he, he literally watches the movie with you and you go through oh, the, the whole thing. And went, oh, all right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like it. You started on the Lucasfilm logo and you go through the whole thing with him. Yeah. So, uh, I've got a few. Yeah. Um, I actually have to unplug one time for dad apps. Oh, it's not, I have zero dad apps this time. Actually. What? Uh, I have to un, uh, I have to unplug, uh, Elantris by Brandon Sanderson. Oh, yeah. I talked about this one. So Brandon Sanderson's a great author. Done, has done a lot of great stuff. Right, his, yeah. uh, uh, his oath. What's the name of the one that he's doing? The big, his big, the, just dropped the third one. You were, you were the one who recommended it to me. Oh, the, uh, the, the, the king. Oh, put me in the spot. Uh, I was trying to find. We'll it. remember. Yeah, I can't find. Oh, damn it. I can't find it. I was looking through my old ones and I can't find it there. Uh, oh, The Way of Kings. The Way of Kings was the first book in there by uh, of that trilogy. That one's amazing. Well, I went back and was reading some other stuff in his. In his um, the Stormlight. The Stormlight Archives. The Stormlight Archives. There we go. Uh, I went back and was reading through some of his other, his other stuff. And I've read a bunch of his stuff. It was all Mistborn. It was great. All those. Mm-hmm. But Elantris was his very first book. And so I think I plugged it a couple weeks ago. It's terrible. <laughs> It's his first yeah. book, you know? It just was, I fell asleep in it so many times. Like, it's just not good. 
Um, is this so, our, is this our first official unplugging? Yeah, I, have I to think go it back. is. I have to go back and apologize to any of you that may have moved on that one. Uh, but I'm going to make it up by recommending two other books here. The first uh, is a shorter, lighter sci-fi read. Uh, it's called The Fold by Peter Kleins. Hmm. Um, it's uh, set in present day, and uh, they find a way to fold stuff on top of other stuff. Uh, not like laundry, uh, <laughs> That's but like say towels. Fold, <laughs> but fold reality on top of itself, and they have a lot of the. But they do just enough of the science background. So if you like a bit of science with your sci-fi. Uh, it does a pretty good job, and it's a light. So and easy Ryan Johnson won't be directing the movie. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, the, but the the book I started watching, however, that was really I've been really big on now is uh, Mortal Engines. So if you watched the Star Wars, you watched Star Wars: uh, The Last Jedi. You saw the um, preview for Mortal Engines, like a really <laughs> teaser trailer. Yeah, and I saw that, and the the whole premise there was the this is the one where they have London is now a movable city. It looked very Doctor Who to me. Uh, it, it does actually a little bit, yeah. but this giant city sits on top of these tracks, like giant tread, like tank tracks, tank treads, uh, and literally the entire city sitting there. Yeah. And in the and it swallows up a little tiny town, which is also mm-hmm. so all cities are on wheels and running around now. And it's very steampunky, and I'm a big fan of steampunk. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right. all right, let me check this out. So I grabbed the preview off of um, off of uh, Amazon, read the first like thirty pages of it as a preview. Yeah. So I've downloaded that. I'm, I'm a couple chapters in, and I'm loving it. So nice. Um, I'm gonna do that. Also, want to get on everybody's radar. Bright is coming to Netflix. That is the oh, Will yeah. Smith is a cop with an orc for a partner. Yes. And Jesus, yes, of course I'm gonna watch this. Also, the day after Christmas, they're dropping Traveler season two. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the Doctor Christmas special dropping 27 to uh, December. Mm-hmm. At what? theaters. Doctor Who. Oh, Doctor in Who. theaters. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Because. It's on they're TV coming, on coming. Christmas. Yeah, but you can go see it in the theaters. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I think that's it. Are we good? Are we good? We're We're good. Good. I'm good. Right. You got a thing? Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for... I do actually have a thing this time. Okay, good. I'm actually ready for it. Um, I also want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, check thank us you, on thank Patreon, you. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We're, like, all over. We're very hip or something. <laughs> I don't know. Liz isn't here to. Yeah, there goes that. Yeah, well, it's it a good try. It's a good try. Uh, I want to thank you guys all so much uh, for listening. Want to, you know, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let us know if you have any show ideas or anything else that you'd like us to know about. Uh, that should do it for us. So this is Al Sterling saying. Oh damn it! This is until next time. This is Al Sterling saying, "We are what they grow beyond." <laughs>